Dancers have a lot to balance. From their pirouettes to their jumps, a dancer's performance is a direct result of hard work and motivation. So where does food fit into this? There's a lot of myths and a ton of antiquated ideals about what a dancer's diet should look like. And I'm here to dispel those. I'm Rachel Fine, registered dietitian nutritionist and founder of To The Point Nutrition. I'm the dance nutritionist and I'm here to tell you that to be a successful dancer, you don't have to diet. Instead, I'll teach you how to use food as your best tool to enhance your performance. A nourishing meal plan not only fuels your dancing, but also enhances your strength, improves your balance, supports your flexibility, and most importantly, reduces your risk to injury. So what does it mean to identify a way of eating that you know supports you as a dancer? Hi dancers, welcome back to Nutrition for Dancers with me, Rachel Fine, founder of To The Point Nutrition and the Healthy Dancer Community. So what does it mean to identify a way of eating that you know supports you as a dancer? This sounds pretty simple, right? We've previously spoken about the idea of proactively planning ahead to ensure that you are eating adequately throughout the day, but still, many dancers struggle to identify specific pitfalls that can help to better determine what parts of their eating routines need to be adjusted. So let's talk about the five most common pitfalls that I see dancers fall into and how you can resolve it if this is something you're struggling with. So the first key sign that your eating routine is not really supporting you is on your non-dance days or your rest days, you are feeling overwhelmingly drained. Now hear me out, rest days are designed to recuperate. They are essential for all dancers, especially for when it comes to the sustainability of your body. And there's no doubt that you're gonna feel tired on rest days. You're moving a lot when you're dancing. But if you're feeling very overwhelmingly drained at a level that seems above average, this could be a sign that we need to assess your current eating routine. Now there's no doubt that on rest days, our bodies like to play catch up. So it's common for many dancers to have heightened hunger cues on days off. This contrasts with the misconception that dancers need to eat less when moving less. That's not true. Your rest days are for the recuperation of your body. They need nourishment, they need nutrition. It's especially important to realize that this is true if you are unintentionally underfueling during your active dance days. It is super common for dancers to fall into patterns of unintentional underfueling when they are so busy and when they are so active, and we'll talk about why soon. But just as a common key identifier of a pitfall, if you are feeling like your rest days are overwhelmingly draining, you need to pick it up a bit in the meal planning department on the days you're actually dancing. Now, this doesn't mean you need to spend more time in the kitchen. I know time is limited. This might mean that you need to plan ahead with some emergency snacks for those busy days. We wanna make sure that you're providing your body with enough energy during those days of dancing so that when it comes to your rest days, you're still 
prioritizing your need for nourishment, you're able to listen and honor hunger cues, but you're also able to enjoy some time away from the studio. You're able to enjoy some time with friends. You don't necessarily want to be feeling so overly drained that these experiences are unattainable to you. The next key identifier, you are always feeling hungry. Now, not all dancers experience this. This is because hunger cues can go diminished on busy and active days. But if you feel like you are experiencing maybe a chronic low-lying feeling of hunger throughout your day, then there might be several reasons for this. Now, this is where we talk about staying power. Staying power defines the degree to which your meal or snack keeps you feeling full and satisfied. There are several ways that we can increase the staying power of a meal or a snack. Specifically, what I want to focus on for this video, fiber and fat. Now, fiber mainly comes from carbohydrate-based foods, and fat comes from foods rich in fat. Carbohydrates and fat just so happen to be the macronutrients that often get fear-mongered in the dance world. So if you are following low-fat or low-carb eating plans, then chances are you're going to experience that consistent level of hunger throughout your day. You want to first step away from those restrictive eating plans and make sure you are incorporating sources of carbohydrate and sources of fat at multiple points throughout your days. The next key identifier, you are overly stressed out and worried about choosing the right foods. Now we often see this with clean eating and wellness-based lifestyles. If you feel high levels of pressure to choose the right pure or clean options, and maybe you feel overwhelming amounts of guilt for eating foods not deemed as nourishing, then we need to start to look into your relationship with food and where you're getting your information about food and nutrition. It's super easy to find information these days that either cause us to feel guilty when choosing certain foods or maybe overly proud when choosing other foods. But we need to instead consider a more neutral approach when it comes to foods. Our personal morale as humans is not based upon our food choices. So if you are eating a cookie, you are not bad. If you are choosing a salad, you are not good. We need to start unlearning the messages that tell us that certain foods are good and certain foods are bad. This doesn't mean that all foods are equivalent from a nutrition perspective. I know that veggies are packed with vitamins and minerals in comparison to maybe some other foods that aren't. But what this means is that you and your morale as a person is not reflective of those choices. And when you remove that morality from these foods, you are better set up to make choices from a place of intent, a place where you can better determine which foods are gonna support you, maybe energetically, maybe for your recovery at any specific point during the day. And you'll also be better able to determine an amount of food that actually feels good when you're eating rather than focusing on, let's just say, a proportioned amount of food. So we really wanna try and rid ourselves from this mindset of labeling foods as good or bad and even unhealthy versus healthy. We wanna have more of a neutral approach. I also encourage you to check out the Healthy Dancer Food Flexibility Algorithm. This is a special tool that I've designed to help dancers in the actual process of making decisions at mealtimes. We can utilize nutrition information, but when nutrition information is stressing us out, it's not so helpful. We wanna learn how to utilize nutrition information only after we first identify our intent, we've identified what's accessible to us, we've honored, if accessible, certain cravings that we might have, 
only then can we now start to consider when nutrition information can be helpful and even aspects of performance nutrition and how that can specifically support our heightened needs as dancers. The next common pitfall that your current eating routine is not supporting you is that you are trying to uphold to unrealistic expectations. So we often see this with the emergence of Pinterest-worthy meal planning ideas. I know, if you're looking online and even a quick Google search, you're gonna see the idea of meal planning and it's going to look perfect. You're gonna see what seems like perfectly planned portions and colorful homemade meals all packaged beautifully. This is often unrealistic, especially for busy dancers. Instead of trying to uphold to these unrealistic expectations, I actually want you to consider how you can become reliant on some convenience foods and how those can be added to your meal plan in a way that takes the pressure off and therefore doesn't cause an obstacle towards your need for nourishment. A few that I consider for myself and my family are relying on pre-cut and frozen produce like veggies and fruit. These are often more accessible, just as nourishing and super easy when it comes to adding some produce to our meals and snacks. Now you can even rely on some practical options that are going to give you a boost of nutrition like hummus packs and guacamole packs packaged with chips, pretzels. You can also do trail mixes and bars. These are all helpful, convenient options that will make the idea of meal planning more accessible to you and therefore better set you up to fuel your body adequately during the day. And the final common pitfall that I see amongst dancers and in their eating routines is the one size fits all approach. Now again, super easy. We have access to food, nutrition, meal planning information because of the internet at any point in our day. But we also need to remember that there is no one size fits all and a meal plan or a routine that works for one dancer definitely might not work for you might not work for another dancer. So if you're struggling with some of these pitfalls that I mentioned earlier, and despite some of the resolutions provided, you're still having a hard time, then I'm going to encourage that you reach out to a licensed professional, a registered dietitian nutritionist who can better help to identify a personalized approach that will support your needs as a dancer. That might mean identifying your specific energy expenditure, your specific energy needs, your specific schedule, your day-to-day -day activities, and how we can better formulate a plan that will support you and your routine. To learn more, check out my caption where I got a bunch of links for you. You can also subscribe to my channel for more help and support. Until next week, I'll see you soon.